Well, hello, and welcome to a very special episode. As opposed to the very unspecial episodes we've had in the past, this is, again, a very special one. Um, Because today, we are not talking about 2021. We are not even talking about 2011. We are going so far back as to go 20 years back to the year of 2001 after Christ. Um, Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said we needed to, like, put context into why we're talking about 2001. I mean, technically speaking, it's 2001 years after the death of of Christ. Or is it the birth of Christ? It's AD's Anno Domini. After dead, right? After yeah, I think so. After it's that, a yeah. it's a technicality, I think. But okay, I thought well, before Christ, I was just a BC man before Christ. So, was, so the zero was the year of, of Christ's birth. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like ten is like you know like tw- what he died at twenty seven, right? Or was that <sighs> that's no, that was Janus? No, that was Janus. That was no. That was that was Jimmy Kurt Hendricks. Cobain. That was yeah. That was a lot of That was Janis Joplin. Morrison. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that was our Samir's rocking le- like some Janis Joplin glasses right yeah. there. Wow. Okay, Samir. Show these off. Damn, you look good, Samir. Thank um, you. Listeners, looks just I, like I wish you could Joplin. see this. Yeah, right. Maybe it's actually uncanny like... how much it looks like Janis Joplin. Wait, yeah. It, I, Janis it, Joplin Samir... died before or after 2001. Well, don't Google you guys find it Janis weird Joplin. that... Don't you guys find it weird that Samir and Janis Joplin have never been in the same room together? We're essentially the same person. Yeah. We I'm are the same person. Oh, okay. Well, boys. I, I feel like what, I would uh, be very good friends <laughs> with Janis Joplin. If, really? Let's, let's, yeah. This is a terrible conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Dane even hates our intro of the episode yeah. so far, which means we are not doing too hot. Um, but I today, put that one on you, Sam. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I should just never mention the Christ thing. That was my bad. <laughs> but today is a special episode because we are drafting movies from 2001. And you might be asking, Sam, why aren't you talking about current movies? You know, bunch of new releases out recently. And honestly, we were gonna do an episode ranking our five favorite movies of 2021 so far but i don't know about you guys but it has been a pretty fucking shit year for movies so far there's nothing all that exciting to talk about um and what better to do is go 20 years back to you know i'll open up with my first question is this the best year for movies ever the year of 2001 uh it is banger after banger or what is your just general opinions about the movies that came out this year? Dude, Shrek came out this year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, and we can end the conversation right there. Yeah. Shrek did come out this year. It is. Dane it, was going to do a of, rendition of All Star, but he didn't do it for whatever reason. We talked about it, but he didn't do it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll edit it in. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll say, hey, Dane, now, do it right now. You're a rock star. Get your game on. Get. Is it get paid or get laid? I'll well, get paid on the, I, on the always, first verse. I, I always mix up the lyric. I, it's tough. Well, on the first verse, on the first verse, it's get paid. On the second verse, it's get laid. So the rock star and, gets paid, but the all star gets laid. Yeah, mm. isn't that such a microcosm of 
rock music and where it's at right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so much. Oh man! So, but so yeah, resident, you are my least favorite. That's that's just. Uh... And we will throw it over to our resident Foo Fighters historian Corey <laughs> to talk about 2001 and what Ooh, he thought this of is, this uh, year as a movie. I, I believe there is nothing left to lose. One of the Foo Fighters' better albums is a 2001 album. Um, either that or the color and the shape. I always forget the order in which. Okay, well, I really wish you didn't talk about Foo Fighters. We're more <laughs> going to talk about movies. Well, to answer your question, then, no, it is not the best year in film history, but it is a it is a fun one. And so I think it'll be a, a very fun episode. We mentioned Shrek, um, and you know I don't I don't want to spoil all the goodies we'll be talking about uh, in this episode, but it's going to be a great episode for animation in general. It might be the mm-hmm. best ever for animation. I would I think that I agree. is actually probably a a fairly like a safe claim you could make just just based on some of the oh, films absolutely. we're talking about here uh but a lot of like just goofy films that i feel like we'll be talking about tonight too i'm as i think about i mean I, as i've thought about my strategy all week i'm sort of like you could play it very straight and draft you know some really uh, you know highly critically acclaimed films but you could play kind of goofy here um and still walk out with like a pretty interesting roster so uh, i think it'll be kind of hard to, to vote tonight because we could all be thinking about this draft in very different ways. It's all going to come down to the Disney Channel original movie, Luck of the Irish. Mm. Oh, what a classic that was. Wow, we could do a draft of just Disney Channel originals. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be fun. That, except I, that is a good are, one. Except they are all bad, unfortunately. <laughs> that is hey, the don't only sleep thing. I mean, don't don't sleep someone has not seen Smart House. Someone has not seen Smart House. Is all or Starstruck. Starstruck is a Starstruck is good. Starstruck is good. <laughs> Well, Samir, the I like Xenon. Third... I always loved uh, Xenon. The what's her name? I forget the the full name um, of it. Honestly, <laughs> so that's how much Z- I love Z- it. Yeah, it sounds like a really, yeah. really important to you, Corey. Yeah. So, Samir, I will throw it over and say, um, maybe it's not the best year for movies, but two thousand and one might have been the best year just in general. What do you, <laughs> where, where do you stand on that? <laughs> <laughs> for for our listeners, uh, we 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 talked about the uh, we, I don't even know what to say. We talked about the political climate <laughs> surrounding 2001 in the awesome passing of the Patriot Act, and my views on that are not ironic at all. Um, no, but, no, we've never been ironic about anything. We've never about we've never point. done something like that. <laughs> Is it because Pearl Harbor came out this year? Yeah. Oh yeah, Pearl Harbor oh, dropped. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that, was that was, and that was the that, that was, was yeah. no other big historical event colors the movies that we're gonna talk about today. Yeah. It's gonna well, be Pearl I, Harbor. I think it's actually interesting to say that this is probably the last year in which it didn't because it was two thousand and two and two thousand three, which are like heavily covered right. by like, you know, the like pro patriotism, like yeah. anti pro isolationism mm-hmm. style things this is kind of the last year before this all goes into what would monsters context. inc look like after <laughs> it's hard to say i think it's yeah instead of just shaving it, someone it would have been set the at sock, like a military it been, base camp. Yeah. yeah i mean the, the you know the crisis at the beginning when the the monster leaves with the sock yeah. it's yeah. you get the yeah. like a code something something that yeah. that could have that could that could have gone much worse in a Sully is deployed movie. in like Fallujah or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, this is definitely our most our uh, our most smart oh, and caring I, 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 have smart. I would agree that's our most smart episode. Um, uh, Donnie Darko actually ends with a plane crash. Yeah, right? that's actually oh, very, yeah. that's true. I I, will, I thought about that. Yeah, good call, so, Dane. But like, but like, okay, and this is like a tangential, but like, I know that for COVID, like the most recent thing that's taken up the news headlines, I saw some Netflix shows would try to like force it in at the end. Like you could clearly tell that that wasn't where it was going, but they'd be like, uh, like the last episode would have like, oh, now social distancing and stuff just to be with the time. So I wonder if the Donnie Darko ending was regarding that straight comment, cut it out, keep it. I don't care. Let's move well, on. Samir, all I'm going to include is you saying cut out my comment. I'm not going to include the comment because <laughs> it was fair. so tangential. I am going to take us right over to the 2001 movie draft. I just want to—I just want to brief that Johnny Dark oh, now in January of 2001. So it uh, oh. has absolutely nothing to do with the events of 9/11. <laughs> yeah, it, it truly would have been the quickest production and release of a movie ever. Yeah, and it would have been a really strange rendition of thoughts about 9/11. Yeah, well, of all be. the movies of this year to be like, hmm, we should work in some 9/11 commentary. It's weird to be like the one with the, the schizophrenic rabbit guy. That's where we really right. yep. Jake Gyllenhaal Jake being a whiny bitch. He was the there. Entire... He was there. He was yeah. there. Well, draft. <laughs> I will unless you stop fucking talking. Um, so we are, so we are drafting five different categories for today's movie draft. Every movie drafted needs to be widely released in two thousand and one, um, and it needs to follow in the five categories that I will talk about now. Those categories are guys. You ever think about how good Sam is at talking? He's just the best. <laughs> oh, is this a he's actually got episode? Uh, oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, well, that's the theme of the episode that we yeah. can keep up. Of course, that was it. Was relevant in 2000, 2001. It's relevant <laughs> yeah. in two thousand twenty one. You know, yeah, that's the one. Thing okay, that's consistent. <laughs> are we are we done yet? Is this is this over? <laughs> is this powwow done? Okay, cool. So the first category is drama. Uh, the second is blockbuster. The third is animated or foreign. The fourth is comedy slash horror. And the fifth is a wildcard movie, which means you can draft whatever you want. And I should preface that a blockbuster movie means it must have grossed $100 million, uh, that year. <coughs> okay. Shrek so. just made a... Or, so I, said, I said Shrek instead of Sam because you made that noise. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That's so wax, Samir. I always thought that was a I, Sam Maracaglio biopic. What is this? I have been nothing but nice. I literally, That's a huge compliment. I, Shrek's, Shrek's a, a beautiful yeah, man. Yeah, he's the... He's well, he's, if, if I, it was Shrek 2, then yeah, sure. Oh, right. That does but happen. Shrek 1... He's very handsome, Shrek 2. Yeah. Yeah, and Corey's just drinking a glass of milk, talking <laughs> shit about me. I'm so it's fucking let, let the record show that it is indeed tea with a splash of milk inside of it. It's, it, yeah. Would you like some tea with that milk, Corey? Because I have it's mostly milk. No, but um, I what? Oh my god, whatever. It's so hard not knowing how to speak for English. Asking, I already have um, some, Sam. Let's let's hand the hosting responsibilities over to Corey now. 
<laughs> oh, oh my god Dane, Dane is oh, so I, I, just, I had just had to jump on the train guys I'm sorry this is why I love he's, been, he's been incisive what the fuck today is this? I like wait it. this has been horrible okay so <laughs> I am the host of this draft and I think we can all agree that I've been doing a really stellar job up until this point um, considering it hasn't started so, yet I would, I would agree <laughs> yeah we're, we're 12 minutes in Almost oh my god! Okay, okay, right. okay. We'll we're gonna speed. We're gonna speed it up. I think we should just do nine eleven conspiracy theories the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're Screw just gonna talk, talk about Margaret again and get into yeah. big fight. Jet fuel oh, really? over no, I forgot about that movie. So uh, today we are. I don't know. why I said today. So right now I'm setting the draft order. Right now, the person with the lowest number goes first. And then it will count up. Um, and hopefully this does it correctly. So let's see. The first person to go is Dane. Yo! The second person is Samir. So uh. I am third. And Corey is fourth. Wait, what? So let's write that in. Dane. I think I've been fourth uh, in every draft we've done. Whatever. <laughs> He's rigging it. I misspelled your name. Boyer? Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck you. Okay, so on the clock. <laughs> so on the clock, it is Dane with the first overall pick in the 2001, 2001 Ooh, yes. movie draft. Dane, what are you thinking? What are you picking? We all want to know. I mean, I said it off the top of the show. I'm gonna go Shrek for wow. animated. First dude, overall. First overall Shrek. Dude, Shrek is just it's a what the giant fuck you that it gives the Disney just adds so much to that movie and it is still funny. I actually watched it two days ago with uh, a few friends and it holds up so well. The uh, the innuendos and just mm-hmm. How much it is still funny for adults is insane. I and honestly am a firm believer that the saying they don't make it like they used to was dedicated to like early right. 2000s, like big budget animated films. I've been saying this is my like, entire personality on this podcast. <laughs> this is all I know. I know. About. <laughs> and I'm, I'm bastardizing it and saying that right now. Like one of the, the best is parts. so fucking funny. It is it, so good. Both Shrek One and Two, like Shrek oh, Two, yeah. is like is one of the like top ten best sequels. Oh, ever! ever. It's yeah, um, it's so fantastic. Um, I think one I of the best parts about doing this draft, anecdote. this two thousand one draft. Uh, you're, I, I, let me get this word in before you give your very brief anecdote, Samir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Corey, uh, why are you such a dick today? What is happening? I'm just okay. feeling it. I, I, I will allow it. I will allow um, it. It's no, one like of the best the parts G. about just revisiting the year 2001 specifically, uh, to me, is that, re- like, you know, like, you grow up, you get, you know, as you get more and more into film, you go back and look at a year, and you're like, oh, wow, I was watching X, Y, and Z, because I was a kid, you know, we, we were, what, four, th- four years old, three years old in, uh, in 2001, and you think, all right, like, yeah. what did I miss out on? The truth is, the best films of 2001 are the same ones that, that we loved then and continue to love today. 2001 was a great year for family and animated films. Uh, and to me, it was just a matter of 
uh, which which one of those films will go number one overall. I thought Shrek kind of was the consensus number one, so I wasn't surprised by this pick. But uh, it's it it al- it already shapes up the board in in a certain way that I I'm not too happy about with my fourth overall <laughs> standing. Okay. Sorry, okay, brief... so that's it. So thank you. Uh, oh, Samir has a brief yes. Thing my brief say. anecdote uh, related to Shrek that a I brief was dying fifteen to tell. minute story about how <laughs> so, he got jacked off by his about girlfriend watching Shrek. <laughs> Wait, fifth. <laughs> they fifth literally just stole Third. my thunder completely because that was I'm exactly sorry, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was in my in my last semester of my collegiate education. I signed up for a screenwriting class, which I dropped very soon. But on the first day, the one class, you know, everyone was like, oh, this is like, this professor is like, you know, he used to work for Hollywood. He went to Duke and he did all this. And he was like this big screenwriting heavyweight. Um, The entirety of the first class he dedicated to just asking random people about the stuff that happened in Shrek. Uh, Because he'd be like, well, Shrek is the model I use to teach my screenplays for this class. And then he'd he'd just ask for like really specific scenes from that movie. Um, So... I just wanted to say that Shrek has been on my mind for that reason because people like him consider it to be like literally like like this is like the golden standard for a screenplay class. I did drop well, the it class, is, but it um... is a really tight <laughs> script. It's like the prototypical hero's journey. I mean, that's like kind of the whole point yeah. of Shrek, you know. So I could mm-hmm. I could definitely see and that. like that. Three it, act, it also yeah. just has a good story yeah. for a for a kids movie. Like there's a. A lot yeah. of, it, especially like a lot of layers. Subversive. Some it, it has so many layers. Well, I just love how it like dismantles layers like an onion. Yeah, very subversive thing. Like that fairy, like once upon a time type uh, yeah. trope, like that fairy tale. Um, okay, well, I and guess let's be honest. Best, <laughs> Muffin Man. Like final thing I'll say: best soundtrack in an animated film. Ever. Oh yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think it's oh, pretty yeah. easy to say. Like, I mean, with all the likes, you it just. It costs too much money nowadays. Mm-hmm. You will never find a soundtrack like you find what? in Shrek One and Shrek Two. I mean, so Shrek, great movie. Okay, wow. pick two up to Samir. We're almost a half hour in, and we got one pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sam, I I might surprise you here a little bit um, because this was a hard decision for me. But I think for my next pick, I'm gonna go with Spirited Away. Yes, let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Spirited Away. Um, all these animations films yeah and i think you know maybe it was our discussion about animation before but this movie is just absolutely revolutionary like so 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 good um i love this movie i've seen it i think three times now which is nowhere near enough times that i should have seen it um yeah, I think, you know, you could probably teach a whole college class, maybe even two, on just Spirited Away, let alone um, Miyazaki's films. Two. But, uh, and, and there probably already exists. They're, they're probably, like, I, like, I won't argue away. your point, because I, I, it's a great film with a lot to, to say, but what would the second course be on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, like, like, the first half and the second half of the movie. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you can break it up. <laughs> uh but even so, like, I feel like there's so much to talk about with this movie. But the two things that I'm going to focus my very mini little thing on is one, um, the kind of like the the ethos of the movie, even where it's like, like, it's, it's not it doesn't really have like that, that very streamlined narrative or, or even structure, and it kind of allows itself to meander. I'm thinking especially of that 
train scene where you're just sitting there. Um, you mean the for, movie? Like, yeah, in the, in the <laughs> movie, in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the movie in general. But I'm talking about that one scene um, where it's just like minutes of silence. And it's this idea of just restfulness and meditation that's literally worked into the animation and like the way the movie looks and stuff too um and also like the sense of whimsy uh that's just in the movie like i'm thinking of the bathhouse scene and like just how textured some of those like frames look and like just the different colors that pop and all of this um those are two scenes that really i think embody the spirit of this movie of both like of like this like quieted like this like quietude and also at the same time, just like this energy that ripples through every second um, of Spirited Away. It's also so touching. And okay. I, could, I could go on and on okay. and on about this movie. And okay, I will sweet. if Sam won't cut that me was, off. That was the, that was the Kanye West. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce has got the best. At- <laughs> no, I think, I think we can all Sam agree. Sam just Kanye'd me. I, I think we can all agree that Spirited Away is a fantastic film. A lot of the the things that Samir just talked about are reasons that I like the film a lot. I think this just has a great, great character building and world building. I think that the um the area that they, they travel to is just a really interesting and fun uh setting. I will say Spirited Away to me feels kind of like a bunch of side quests instead of like a, a very cohesive narrative, um, which is probably why it's not. Well, that's in... the that that's the whole point, right? Like that. That's yeah, why I know. So, like... I guess I don't. I guess I just don't love that that structuring that Miyazaki yeah. does in this film. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful film too. It's so the, the the score again is really really good. It's also just beautifully animated. So it's a very good movie. My yeah, I, I just recently watched Spirited Away. It was right around the time that. Uh, well, I guess in the past couple years, it was right in, around the time all the Miyazaki films were going to HBO Max, yeah. um, and I went with our beloved Will Gamble, mm. uh, and, and I was I was so blown hot. away, blown away by the movie. However, I had one of the most interesting Uber rides <laughs> of my life, as you always do when yep. you come back from the movies. <laughs> so this this guy pulls up in a van, and he's got a shaved head with tattoos on it, which there, it doesn't mean anything. How I open up the door though, and the entire van smells of the devil's lettuce. And oh, yes. Well, and we get into the van, and he's playing Metallica. I'm like, oh, nice. Oh, okay. Dope. I love Metallica. Are you sure this wasn't Corey on his off day or something? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then the next. I'm a big Metallica guy. To tell you the truth. Went to Limp Biscuit. And then, <laughs> and then, nor my Olympus kick guy, definitely not me. And then Natasha Bedingfield started playing. <laughs> oh no! Get the fuck out! It of here. It was the most random collection of music I had ever heard. He's just screaming and, unwritten at the top of his lungs. Yes, but me in <laughs> just one of the thrashing first, to yes, it. Yes, the first conversation we had though was we had talked about. He asked for like what we saw, and we said Spirited Away, and he was like, "Oh, what is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's an animated movie from." japan like it, it was really good and then he started talking about parasite and how <laughs> it's a shame that america is letting 
foreign films into America. I swear. Dude, it was like Uber. No, it was Uber terrible. Does something when, when they like hire these drivers from movie theaters. Oh, you're coming back from the movie theater? I gotta definitely. say the worst take possible. <laughs> yeah, we have the worst person like, they, ever they, ready they for you. They, they definitely screen for like Joe, active Joe Rogan listeners or something like that. <laughs> he looked like Joe Rogan. I think you're onto something, Spear. I really do. Like, oh God, how could okay. it happen? So I think frequently. one of the one of the great shames of Spirit Away, though, is that because you know, it, I mean, I'm not gonna. It is a 2001 film, but it really only had its 2001 release in Japan, and it caught on in the U.S. the following year. Yeah. And so Shrek, and you know, we mentioned the other big animated film of the year, Monsters Inc., which I'm sure will be drafted shortly. Never had to compete with Spirited Away at any sort of award show or anything like that. Uh, so both Shrek and Spirited Away are can call themselves Oscar winners, but it w- I, it'd be interesting to imagine a world in which they would have had to go toe to toe. That is interesting, and that's a good segue because it is the third overall pick. And Sam Maricalio, the great host <coughs> of this film draft, is drafting Monsters Inc. Oh, um, this is too good wow. to pass. This is too good to pass up. I'll explain my strategy in a little bit, but I know someone hasn't watched the film that I wanted to try. Yeah, I know. So, I knew exactly what his strategy yeah, was. Yeah, so th- there was no point in not taking Monsters Inc. here. This is, I would say, this and Coco are my two favorite Pixar films ever. I think Monsters Inc. is both hilarious. I think it is probably my favorite world of or setting of any Pixar film ever. It's just, it's such a like a million dollar concept like it's so good and it's so funny yeah it's definitely their their best premise i think by far. yeah i yeah. think it's such an amazing premise and like mike wazowski is such an amazing secondary character billy crystal does such a good job with that and i it's just and john goodman is amazing in it well, we, I, I love the voice acting it's fantastic we just talked about the premise it's crazy like, <laughs> everyone your kids it's always there's a monster under your bed. There's a monster in your closet. And you take one of the most terrifying things as a kid and you can turn it into one of the most memorable children's films ever. Like it's 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 awesome. It's so it's such a crazy movie. I don't know about you guys, but this movie helped me get over yeah. my fear of monsters in my closet. Like I always had a fear of it. And after watching this, you kind of realize that they're like the, the premise is that they're just doing their job. And there was like a sense of calm to it almost, where I was like, maybe a Mike Wazowski's but, in my closet. Like, but it was less scary time, after. Monsters it. Inc. was the first movie I saw in a movie theater. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Same, same here. Same here. But at the same time, it instilled in me a fear of corporate culture from <laughs> that point. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I guess it was like a like a self negating situation. Um, Did you guys see that there, that Disney Plus is coming out with a, a series, a, a Monsters Inc. series? Of course, Monster, they are. Monsters oh, at work. That, they are. I'll be honest; it doesn't look that good, but it ha- it, re- it returns most of the original voice actors. That's good, nice. In- including, I don't know who voices Roz, but you get them. Oh, oh she's so funny. Nice. So, I, 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 and I do think because because this to me again, we mentioned it, it's one of my favorite worlds they've ever created, and so I, I'm. Mm-hmm. It is cool that they're going to continue it because I think everybody always kind of wanted to wanted a sequel. Uh, I at least really didn't. didn't well, Monsters find University Monsters. is is a prequel, cool. right? And, so, and I didn't yeah, I, I didn't so. find Monsters University all that entertaining. 
Uh, if you want to, it's the best college audience, movie. If you want to know what we <laughs> feel about Monsters University and Monsters Inc., you could check out one of our first. It's the second episode. <laughs> second we ever episode. Did. Yeah, it's the only episode that I am I'm not in, so I'd recommend. It's really good. It, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> It's, and we're paid. Uh, we're paid on so a commission basis. So yeah, I, it was I, the I only episode this, we got a, a sponsor for, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. This is Corey's definitely dad. my favorite. My favorite uh, Pixar. Fit. This would this would have been uh, at the top of my list had I been on that episode. But yeah. you'll never get to get to hear the rest of my list. <laughs> only I will ass. ever know. You're such an ass. Okay, Corey, <laughs> to the fourth overall pick. So I got, I'm not gonna lie, Sam really fucked me here with with that that pick. So I guess there's no rule that says you have to have seen the film. No, you, you can't select. do that. <laughs> you can't, I knew you can't. You cannot do that. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with. with I would also get a, get annoyed if someone else were to do that. So uh, I suppose that we will implement a rule in which you have to have seen the films that you pick. I really want to know um, what this film is that Corey hasn't seen. But, no, uh, I know what film it is. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I know exactly what he's going for right now. Um, and crowd, so, bro. I'm gonna go with uh, what to me is by is far and away the biggest blockbuster of 2001, and I'm gonna select uh, the first film in the Lord of the Rings franchise, Lord of the Rings, uh, and it's the Fellowship of the Ring. Smart choice. Smart choice. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk too much about this because we actually got my thoughts on all three Lord of the Rings films. Just a few episodes back, when I, I I only watched them for the first time this past year, uh, and I will say this was I think I mentioned at the time this was probably my least favorite of the three. I do think as the trilogy comes together, it takes on a lot more meaning and it it becomes a better film because it it, it is a really great start to the, this adventure. Uh, and I I gotta imagine had I seen this in two thousand one or even just much earlier in my life, like I would feel more strongly about it because it is a pretty remarkable scale for a film and it's just an insane blockbuster to kick off this insane journey at a time when when you know blockbusters had been a thing don't get me wrong but you know getting this kind of adventure on the big screen at this budget this scale wasn't like a given i mean now we can expect 10 to 12 of these every summer but that wasn't the case in 2001 and, and so peter jackson what he did with this film still remains an achievement uh and i think uh it, it is truly one of the best films of 2001 i don't, I don't it, oh, I wasn't sure if it'd go in the first round, but I almost feel like it's appropriate that it that it does because it is certainly one of the biggest films of the year. I thought it would go maybe second round, but I'm not shocked it went first round. I mean, this is a fantastic movie. I think it is the slowest paced of the three, obviously, but I think there's a, just a general like charm to it, and you don't say that normally with a big blockbuster like this, but it is just a quite like a charming and and beautiful and exciting movie like it really when i think of great blockbusters this is at the top of the list it's a really good pick best picture winner this year right it did uh no no i think the two towers is the one that won best picture yeah no no it's not the one every other award yeah whichever i thought it was yeah yeah, i'm sorry the third one is the one that won that won best picture but that i I think that was one of those cases where gladiator one well Wait. 2001 was yeah exactly. oh, two, yeah the 2002 oscars and uh, it was a beautiful a beautiful mind, mind. Wow. okay oh. that is a good movie but yeah i'm surprised by that um okay so on to Corey for the fifth overall pick hmm, you know 
this is this is a tough one, and I think I'm, I'm definitely going out on a limb here. This this could uh, lose me the draft right here. I thought about uh, a beautiful Maya at this juncture, but I'm I'm, I, I'm gonna pass on that, and I'm actually gonna satisfy my comedy slash horror category uh, with a film. I really don't think you guys are are know what I'm what I'm about to say. Uh, I'm actually a little bummed that we got rid of the sequel category because there's only one good sequel of the year 2001. I, I know what you're going to say. Hannibal? And I'm going to select Scary Movie 2. Yep. I no. knew it. I knew it. Really? I knew it. Very interesting. That's crazy. I, I, had, really? that, I had that for my sequel I, category. I, I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen this. Is it actually good? Scary Movie oh, 1 oh, and 2 are good. So funny. Yeah, Scary Movie 2 so is, is great. Dude, it's a great... The like, part you, with the you, guy... The, yeah, yeah. Ask, gross little hand. Bringing it yeah. back to Schitt's Creek. I don't. I can't remember the actor's oh, yeah, name, that but guy. that's um, the guy who plays yeah, uh, guy. Roland. Oh, Roland wow, Schitt. Oh, he plays the mayor. The guy who plays oh, Roland yeah, Schitt the mayor is my favorite scene in the movie. That movie's with his so hand, where he funny. Mixes the mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and then he like, starts you know, feeding you... it to the other guy. <laughs> and the kid from Malcolm oh, God, in the Middle. So well, well, we did have the stipulation that if you did a true sequel, you would win the tiebreaker. So I think that's a good. A good thing for Corey, like you would win the tiebreaker by choosing. Right, but now we don't even have a sequel like category related. at all. I mean, they're but not if like it's related coming... in story, though. Like, I, I don't know. It's like weird. No, it's a, one. it's a sequel. I mean, it's, it's a sequel, but through and through. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's it called is. movie two because it's the second movie in the franchise. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, but take like, that I'm somewhere. trying to remember. Well, I'm trying it's to remember. Not the but same, it's, it's not, not the like same a continuation of the story. Is, no, yeah, yeah there's no scene. narrative links between each yeah. one. But yeah, that's what I mean. But I mean, that's just that's just not how the franchise works. It doesn't make it yeah. any less of a sequel. Well, okay, so, scary um, movie too. Good movie. But it, yes, I mean, I think like we kind of forget because you know, as the 2000s went on, we got like way too many stupid like uh, parody spoof type films. Yeah, yeah. But when the scary movie franchise first started and it started doing this whole thing. It was like really unique, really irreverent, really funny, and really smart uh, in a really stupid kind of way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would say scary I just, movie two invokes smart as <laughs> its main quality. But no, but like oh, like there was there was a, a cleverness at the time. There was a cleverness in like oh my god, you can cause, you know you can like kind of play with these tropes and and sort of turn them on their heads and 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 like blatantly call out yeah, other movies. I can't. That are popular. The, uh, I, I can't remember if it's from Scary Movie One or Scary Movie Two, but I think one of the bits of this movie that had me rolling on the ground is like uh like in the first five minutes one of the girls gets like attacked and like her face gets bitten off and she's like are you okay should i call someone (laughs) (laughs) are you okay (laughs) um if if i'm correct i'm pretty sure the director of this scary movie like first film is david zucker who also did naked gun and Airplane. That would make sense. Yep. That would make that would yeah. make a lot of sense. And then the the, the second one, it's it's Keenan Ivory Wayans because I know yep. the Wayans brothers were so yeah the Wayans brothers. <laughs> yeah, the whole Wayans family got in on the, so on the scary movie. On the like whole parody and, bit too. Yeah, and Anna Faris and, Re- and Regina Hall were, were in, in these these first several yeah. scary movies. Pamela and, Anderson and were, is in it. <laughs> yeah, the, um, I think Pamela Anderson is in three. Or, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because Charlie Sheen's in four. I'm pretty sure he's like yeah. banging Lindsay Lohan or someone in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes too uh, much Viagra. This is, the one that's all, this is the one that's all at the haunted house, but Pamela Anderson's the one that's like the spoof of the ring, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the one I'm 
thinking of when I that's the first that one. I'm pretty sure that's when it got they got like bad when they well when they the, got annoying. The first one's a spoof like, of Scream. Oh. Yeah. And then this one is kind of a spoof of haunted house movies in general. Uh, I think it does three is like a Exorcist. ring, and then the I think four is the one that's a spoof of Signs, I believe. Although I might have those flip flop. But anyway, uh, anyways, we don't need to get in the lore. Okay. It's 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 very funny, scary movie, uh, very smart, and I think very of the times, like very two thousand and one. Yep. And so I, I think it's appropriate that it gets it gets highly selected. Already, it goes to Sam, and Sam with the six overall pick gets to ruin Samir's day by uh, drafting E to Mama Tambien. Yeah. For what category? That's pretty good pronunciation. Too. I know, right? Actually. My Spanish isn't actually horrible. Um, I'm gonna actually draft. Mm, good call, huh? I'm gonna draft that. So Monsters Inc. was my animated foreign already, so I would have to draft draft this as my drama. So yeah, yeah. yeah, you could just you could make Monsters Inc. your blockbuster. You could make E2 Mama Tambien your wild card. Also. Ooh, but I should. Ah, mm, uh, you guys are right. Uh, I feel like your wild card. Should- I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to draft your wild card early. Like yeah, it just... should be like one of your last things. Um, I'm gonna do no. I'm gonna do Monsters Inc. of uh, animated. I'm gonna do this as my drama. So, I think with the six overall pick, I just picked the best movie that came out in 2001. I am a firm believer that this is one of the greatest uh, films ever. This is probably the best road trip movie I've ever seen in my life. I would say this is fourth or maybe fifth favorite movie of all time. I rewatched it the past week. And I would just like to t- tell a little story of me watching this and how it relates to Samir. <laughs> so Samir is like a well-known lover of this film. Like he and I, one of like the first film discussions we ever had was about this movie. And it, like, we're like, oh, it's the best, best fucking movie ever made. And... I rewatched it last week in preparation for this draft, and I was at a party that Dante <laughs> DePetro invited me to. Thank you, Dante, for inviting me to a party. Shout and out I was to his family. Face- yeah, I was I was uh, FaceTiming Samir in this backyard and was like, Samir, like this movie like perfectly encapsulates what it's like to be like a, a pubescent boy, like the themes of like loss and like never being your true self like it's so beautiful and then this lady goes hey you're on my property and i was like what and i turned around (laughs) and she's like you're in my backyard and it was like a it was like this area where it looked like every person like all these apartments opened up to a backyard so i just assumed that it was part of their backyard and she kicked me out and i couldn't finish my discussion with samir about this movie over facetime damn (laughs) shame But Samir can finish the conversation by telling us how great Itumama The theme of this podcast, the theme of this episode is just telling stories about the movies that have nothing to do with the movies themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what we really want, though? Yeah. Stories of our side. Samir, how great is this film and why do you love it so much? Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about this movie ad nauseum. Like, I think this, this movie is absolutely fantastic. Um... Honestly, I'm at like a loss for words every time I even try to describe it just because I think it's uh, so I think concisely put it is the most um beautifully tragic movie I've ever seen. Um and I say that because of that like final moment where it's just so smart 
And everything culminates to that moment where you, you're paired with these two characters and they're the best of friends. And you see well, them. We don't have to spoil it completely for Corey. Well, Precisely yeah. Well, yeah. Says. I'm not, but yeah, let, let, the, spoiler, let but... the record also show that I and Samir have been trying to get Corey to watch this film for literally yeah. like a year There's, now, probably. Corey, you would, you would love this movie. You would love it's it. It's funny. Like I, I mean, the only reason I didn't watch it for in preparation for this episode, uh, just because I was, you know, was traveling and, and, and didn't have time. But I have been skeptical for a long time. Like I, it's my kind of film through and through. Uh, I love Gael Garcia Bernal. Uh, I love Mexican cinema in general. But you know, we all have those directors that just don't quite gel for us. And that's always kind of been Alfonso Cuarón for me. Like, um, oh, I, this is mine by, by far. By, I think, by far. Yeah. Oh, and I know it's. Yeah. I know, and, and I and I know that. Um, I I mean, I did like Children of Men, but more obviously like a sci- more of a sci-fi kind of film. Uh, I don't think he's a bad director, but. Uh, I'm just skeptical because he and I have just haven't quite been on the same page thus far. Um, but I will. I promise I will give this yeah, one a I think um, this one will surprise you. All I will say about I, that final moment is that it, it really gets at the core of everything so beautifully with the movie. And it just leave, it, it, it left me thinking for years about that one moment. No other movie I can think of has an ending like that that just still resonates with me every a uh, couple months and the actually the movie was released a couple days ago the anniversary happened i texted sam because he actually ended up watching it um on, on the, the 20th was, the 20th yeah. anniversary of the film yeah and the yeah. 20th anniversary so shout out um dane go ahead yeah. um i i watched the film for the first time uh two days ago and i gave it a five out of five oh, to on, be in your on, shoes on letterbox <laughs> um i was blown away i knew nothing about the movie um and the first scene is a very intense intense sex scene (laughs) and my roommate walked in and i'm watching it and he's like dane what the hell are you watching right now (laughs) i was like uh sam recommended it to me and (laughs) by the end of the movie i realized something that sam has a he he has a, a strong connections to films about mothers that also happen to involve thing, sex. I have a thing for mo- I have a thing for moms. It. If you want to say it, I have a thing for moms. Um, but I won't deny it. That being said, uh, we talked about Water Lilies on a previous episode of this podcast with Emmeline, and I, at that point, I was like, this is the best like LGBTQ plus movie ever. But after watching this, like, you... You don't even have to. It might not even be able to be characterized as an LGBT movie, which is why it's so tragic. Yes, but watching it, you you just feel, especially the ending. You you feel the the pain, just the emotion in every scene, and it's also just an amazing movie to watch because you compare it to American cinema, and it is so conservative. And that movie, I swear, taught me more about sex than I have learned in the past 21 years of my life. Um, yeah. it, it it really is a crazy and beautiful movie. Good pick, Sam. Okay, well, Samir picked... Good sales oh. pitch. <laughs> Dane made a better sales pitch than I think Sam ever did. Oh, well, if it's based on talking, we already know that I'm a leg down for the most part. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. say I'm not gonna say like anything good. Anything <laughs> nothing special. 
Yeah, nothing nope. special, obviously. No, you will not. So while Samir sits, uh, walks away from our draft mid draft, <laughs> and it's his while pick. on the clock. <laughs> it's his pick. <laughs> it's his pick. What is he doing? Isn't it his pick? Yeah, it's his. Samir, you're up. Yeah, yeah. Is it my pick? Samir, it's been All your right. pick for a minute. Okay. Um. Okay, it's my pick. Uh, I am going to be drafting a. I think I can call it a drama, right? Or okay, we'll call it a comedy. It it is a comedy. So this is my comedy pick, and I'll be drafting the Royal Tenenbaums. Good pick. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think this is for me Wes Anderson's strongest movie. I I think I forget who. Oh. I think it was the Sam I, I was talking about. Uh, I, I was talking about this movie, and I think generally with Wes, Wes, we're on a first name basis. Um, with Wes, generally, <laughs> I I find that a lot of like his movies to me appear to like like when you're when you get that cake from sam's club and it's just so much icing and so little bread and it's just hard to bite into because it's so much sugar and icing that's kind of what i find his movies to be a lot of the times where it's like it's so much cloying style and it's so in your face with that style that and i know that i you know that style well the style is the substance response to that but i don't know it's just it's I, I can generally never get past that barrier, but for for the Royal Tenenbaums, everything works. Like it all like builds off each other and it's in perfect proportions. Just like when you're baking a cake. Um enough sugar, enough spice, enough sass, enough everything is in this movie where it's like it's so funny, like the dialogues are so like uh um like the, the one of the lines that really sticks out to me is that I think it's an Owen Wilson line where he's like uh Oh man, that's so sorry about. I'm so sorry about your grandmother. She was so beautiful, or like she was devastatingly beautiful. She's <laughs> devastatingly <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, that yeah, is really like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. and and they're just like these like really like simple one-liners that get at a very like Owen Wilson type humor, and it makes sense because Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson are like really good friends. Um, well, Owen Wilson just, also co-wrote this film. Yeah, yeah, he also yeah. co-wrote the film um and it's just everything where i love the aesthetic of it of like that like the tracksuit and like the colors and everything um yeah everything about this movie like screams to me like this is this is wes's strongest work like the humor is there the the quirkiness is there it's not excessive or off-putting for me um and everything is there so i love this movie it's a great movie i think i also agree i think it's wes anderson's best film um i Laugh That's a hot take. Time. I I love this movie, but uh, I, I don't. I mean, I I think I'm a bigger Wes Anderson fan maybe than you guys are. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I maybe for Samir and I being naysayers of Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. this yeah. is the most approachable Wes Anderson film as well. Um, mm-hmm. that I think also helps it. But I outside love of ben, probably Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, I love I love the Ben Stiller storyline in this film. I yeah. think it's really really good. And I also like shout out to like the Wilson brothers. I think they're both fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Wilson's like suicide scene or like the mm-hmm. attempted suicide scene is like really like a like devastatingly beautiful like. Um, rendition that I didn't really know was in Wes Anderson's repertoire before I watched this, but I think that scene is done amazingly well, and I am a big, big fan of this film. I think it's really good. You yeah, guys got to see Bottle Rocket. That's yeah, that's, I saw um, Bottle Rocket. Fir- yeah, do you, do you like? Bottle, I I love uh, Bottle yeah. Rocket. 
and that's, to me that's because that's also Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson, and they also co-wrote that. So yeah, um, Corey, did you see did the lose. did you see the Bottle Rocket short film? Yes, I the did. Short film is so funny, but wait. Yeah, the short the, film's even better, actually. The one quote that I was forgetting, I'm just gonna read. So Chaz Tenenbaum <laughs> says, "Is it dark?" And Richie Tenenbaum says, "Of course it's dark. It's a suicide note." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a funny part. I also uh, love so I love Gene Hackman in this. Like he's such he's such a good. He's yeah. one of my favorite actors ever. I think he's so talented. But he pretty much had always played very sort of serious like he's in a lot of sports movies but like you know sort of like very like manly kind of thrillers and, and whatnot um and so just to like see him as like the patriarch of this quirky you know off-kilter kind of comedy uh i, I thought it was a really unique casting and a really effective casting cool. i've never seen it <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna say i was like dang and on to you what, i haven't seen many opinions? wes anderson movies i need the, you definitely should check you should definitely spot. check out this film All it's right. very good i did the eighth overall pick. Okay, I'm gonna come in with my blockbuster pick, and I'm gonna go with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Good pick. Yeah, I mean, kind of. There's not much to say about this one. It's created one of the biggest IPs ever, and both the books and the films, I think, are all, for the most part, consistently good. Um, and yeah, dude, I loved Harry Potter as a kid and 2000, the Sorcerer's Stone just was always a part of my childhood and growing up it, Harry Potter just continued to be. So yeah, I think Harry Potter is a very, very important blockbuster. I would agree. It it's also, that it's it, like, it is the like number one gross. Oh yeah, that she's a turf. It's embarrassing oh, to yeah. be a Harry Potter stand. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like if a diehard Harry Potter fan, but yeah. dude, were you guys Jake all Harry Rowling. Potter fans? I was. A I was. Uh, yeah, my, yeah. It was my family's number one book. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I, this is this is the, the one of the few Harry Potter movies I've seen. I I couldn't really. I never got into the novels as a kid. I tried and I couldn't. And then so I only ever saw I saw this movie. And then I've seen The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, well, you would probably hate because that's Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I love, I love seen, the third uh, one, though. It's my favorite. No, no. It, it is the best you know, it, it's, a, it's a good movie, yeah. And then uh, I've seen The Half-Blood Prince, mm-hmm. I think. And I think maybe The Goblet of Fire. Yeah. But I don't. Well, I just kind of randomly Half saw Blood them. Half Blood Prince like, I, was my favorite book. Book. Wow. Yeah, Goblet of Fire was my favorite book. Yeah, Goblet of Fire was also great. That's such a fun concept. Yeah. Okay, it's it's a good pick. I I think the first one's a very good movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't I, think uh, there's much else we need to say about Harry Potter. Yep. Um, pick nine. So Dane. my second pick. This one, I. I thought a lot about because I didn't really know where I wanted to put it. And it's another film that I am very nostalgic about, and I know someone else in here loves this movie, and that, and this is going to be for my comedy horror category, and that is Robert Rodrigo's Robert Rodrigo Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Sorry, I, I'm trying to rem- never mind. Rodrigo. I was thinking of Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> that no that's aren't, aren't we that's all? that's what it, is, that's yeah, what it was which is all which is actually what our podcast will be next week we are a yes. retrigo stan account now <laughs> no uh uh God. robert rodriguez's spy kids damn it 
It's a good pick. I I I I generally thought about it even in the second round. Yeah. I mean Spy Kids is an excellent children's film and the visuals and just some of the ideas in that movie are crazy and I I to this day the scene when they go to their little hideout and they get like the snacks out of the the machine they just gives them whatever they want like that whole bit was so satisfying to me the thumb heads and what's the what's the villain oh, who's yeah. the actor that plays the villain um uh alan cummings yes, yes. uh but all around such a interesting concept cool action uh visually cool very different from any other like action movie um, very 2001. Yes, very 2001. Like, like, quite possibly, besides maybe Shrek, the most 2001 movie you could have possibly drafted. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I feel like live-action kids' movies is kind of a dying art. Yeah. yeah like, like and, uh, and but, you know, there could be fun ones. And I love, like, the, the corny CGI that clearly... It's not, like, good CGI, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, like, it's it, it feels, you know, the third one leaned into this by literally being about video games, but the whole trilogy feels like it's a video game because it's kind of so like cartoonish and silly my other point about this movie is that i know we've somewhat like we we've talked about this on the podcast before but this is what i imagine like like representation like ethnic or whatever done right where it's like like that you have that cultural aspect of it that sort of colors the film but it's not the whole thing you know it's yeah. like this is a spy kids movie this is a movie about kids who are spies um, but the fact that, you know, like, like you have that also, you're getting that, but it's not like the main thing of what yeah. you're getting. And the fact that um, ma- ma- which is Machete kind of is in a seems freaking like where we're headed. kids movie yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah that Machete spun off from this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Ricardo, Ricardo Maltobon plays their, their uh, grandfather yeah, in this. Crazy cast. Long time great actor, and he's very good in this. We're on to Samir for pick 10. Pick 10. I'm going to go with my blockbuster for this one. And I'm going to say Ocean's Eleven. Damn it. Fuck. I was going to pick that. Good pick. Yep. Solid. Yeah. God damn it, Samir. Yeah. My massive bone for Clooney just couldn't hold it any longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Ooh, we're looking again to look at Sam's draft board here. Oh, shit. Oh, Can wait you see a that? minute. No, fuck. <laughs> oh. Don't, don't worry. No. I, I already screenshotted it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, what does... Uh, this movie... Okay, so I should it's also so probably r- reveal my cards and say that I, I'm a big Steven Soderbergh fan. Like, I do I do like him a lot. Um, and I, I know that, you know, he, he's not always on point, but when he's when he's at his most energetic, um, he makes some really fun action movies uh, that are just, like, fun to watch. This movie is fun from start to beginning, and... If you say start heist, to beginning, from start to from start to end, so like um, at least in the at, at least, least before it starts, it's three. always good. <laughs> and I'm not like I'm not like <laughs> his gripes with like the ending. Like, My gripe is when the movie starts. Like I can't speak for anything after the beginning, but it is very fun beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> 
my my grapes. I got to the theater and just Australia. blacked out. It was really weird. <laughs> I love I love that we like shit on Samir for taking forever to get his points, but we also just incessantly <laughs> dunk on him. During well, what what ends up happening us. is we end up dunking on him for as long as it would have taken him to explain <laughs> to guys. And, and that that ends up being like twenty minutes because oh Dane said gripes just now, and I was like, oh <laughs> <No>. god. <laughs> um, but Holy yeah, shit. I guess all, all all I have to add to this is just like, you know, I'm generally not like a huge fan of heist movies, but um this movie, it won me over it's the, completely. It's a quintessential. Yeah, it's it was, the best yeah. it's the best hi- it's the best heist movie I've ever seen. I think yeah. it it is literally like the ultimate rainy day comfort movie. It is so mm-hmm. fast, it is so stylish, it is so fun. I would say the the love interest storyline is a little uh eh. But besides that, like the actual heist itself is so much fun, and it's such a great cast of characters. So so many like great stars in it. Yeah, uh, it I is mean, my favorite blockbuster from this year as well. When you have a two thousands movie, you can expect a little bit of bloat to it through like the uh, yeah. love story, like bunch the, of montages with those are pop those songs. are welcome casualties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one too. Have you guys seen um, Logan Lucky? No, yeah, I've, I've heard it's it. good though. Wait, Daniel Craig, that's a good yeah, one. yeah. It's a because I mean Steven Soderbergh's made a lot of different kinds of movies and a lot of, and a lot of good movies. Um, but the heist movie definitely seems to be his bread and butter. The whole Ocean's franchise is really good, uh, but he kind of revisited the whole heist concept with Logan Lucky a few years ago, and I recommend it. It's also very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on to me, and I'm just gonna briefly stop sharing my screen so everyone mm-hmm. cannot see what. I'm going to pick because I actually have no idea because I really thought I was going to pick that. Um, Should oh, I prepared? I have mine. I have mine. We're good. Okay. With the... I'm going to share my screen again. Um, you guys can see it? Yeah. Okay. With the 11th overall pick, I am picking Wet Hot American Summer. Wow. <laughs> fantastic i will pick it this high because i really think this is like such a specifically funny movie i also think this year is a little light in terms of the comedy horror like sub uh plot this was the hardest one i had to come up with this is the movie i feel the strongest in that category um just the fucking silliest movie you've ever seen like there is not a serious moment for longer than 10 seconds in this film like every single moment is it can get a little grating with just how irreverent it is but i would be remiss if we weren't talking about that sequence when they go to the town and they like are just like doing like light pranks on each other and then it ends with them in a heroin den like yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. and at the end they're like it's fun to get out of town at least for an hour <laughs> it's just like the most ridiculous and absurd setting i i think this movie is really funny and such a good fucking cast which has become a theme of all these movies um a fucking amazing cast of characters in this one yeah this one launched so many careers you almost like wouldn't believe it because it's so absurd it doesn't seem like this kind of movie could ever give way to the amount of careers that it did yeah cool pick 12 on to Corey. 
All right. Um, I didn't think I was going to have a, have a chance at it, but uh, I mentioned that I was going to take him in the second round. I am going to take the best picture winner from this year. I'm going to select A Beautiful Mind. Good pick. Um, it's another one that's like, you know kind of 2000s-ish. It's very Ron Howard as well, which like I don't love Ron Howard. He makes kind of Oscar Beatty type movies, and A Beautiful Mind is admittedly somewhat of an Oscar Beatty type movie. Uh, but you know I'm a sucker for a good twist, and I think it has a, a very effective one. Uh, uh, really, uh, that's you know, it's very carefully done. Like it's not exploitative the way that it, it could have been. Uh, it's really crucial to the whole idea of. Of John Nash's life, Russell Crowe is incredible in this. So is Paul Bettany. Uh, it's it's just a really well made, uh, you know, enjoyable film. That you know, I'm very skeptical of these kind of Oscar bait esque films uh, more often than not. But I, this is one of the few that I that to this day I think is really good. Growing up, my mom always called this one of her favorite movies, um, and and so I, I do think I kind of have a soft spot for it. Um, but I I can't argue with it. I, I think it really is a good one. I would agree. I like this is definitely my favorite Ron Howard film, and Russell Crowe. He did. He must have won Best Actor for this year, right? There's no way he uh, did. He probably. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I, look, I want. I do want to check now because yeah, I would be. I'd be shocked honestly if, yeah, if he did. Like, he is so so good in this. He's so fucking good in this, and and yeah, it's um, it's really just like a, a perfectly made film for what it's trying to go after. I like it is. It is solid start to finish. Uh, yeah. Big fan. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Pick 13. On to Corey. Alright, so... This is a tough one. Uh, the board is opening up uh, a little bit here. Hmm. Mm. Alright, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I am picking this one. Oh, no. Um, but, but I do think that this is a, a really... A really strong film from this year, very of its time, and I'm gonna select Legally Blonde. Ooh, good pick. That is a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, like obviously, like Legally what Blonde is, isn't. So, what category is this under? That's gonna be my wild card. That's wild card. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you know, Legally Blonde. It's 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 just like a it's a it's a fun, solid movie. It's it's clearly one of the most iconic movies of this year. Like I think when you just kind of look at the the entirety of the 2001 releases. Yeah, you can't argue that that this isn't one that has really kind of stayed in the sort of uh, pop cultural uh, lexicon. Like we we still we recognize uh, L. Woods as a character. We 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 immediately associate you know Reese Witherspoon like decked out in all pink in a law school with uh, you know with, with this movie. Like we we like this this film has stuck around, uh, and you know it's definitely cheesy, but it's kind of knowingly cheesy, um, and it has a, a you know a, a cute kind of message at its core. I, I really can't have too many complaints about it. it it's it's funny, it's well acted, uh, and again, it, it's it's stu- it's stuck around more than the traditional sort of t- early two thousands comedy might. And this it did really well. I could have if I hadn't already selected a blockbuster, I could have sucked. This, this did really well at the box office. Yeah, this made a fuck ton. This made over. This was did make over a hundred million. So yeah, it, it would have been a blockbuster. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's re- it's really fun. One of the best chick flicks ever made, I would say. So yeah, yeah, big fan. Yeah, I just couldn't let a podcast of four dudes go by without selecting Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I was like, I, I, 
do you, like were you guys considering picking it? I, I'm not, I'm not I, trying I, to I, like I would have done less. I would have done last. I would have done it last round under Blockbuster. Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure uh, when I should have picked it, but I figured I'd go for it here because I do think it, again it's one of the bigger films of 2001. You could, there's um, you know it, it it just is. So I'm gonna pick with pick 14. This might shock some people, and it's a movie that on initial watch I didn't have rated super highly, but I think about this movie almost every week, which is David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Mm. Interesting. This is, I mean, this was rated by, I think, AFI as the best film that has come out in this millennium. I will not go as far as to say that. That would be, that would be lame of me because I don't believe that. Um... But I do think that what David Lynch tries to do here in its absolute scale of like a searing takedown of Hollywood is so fascinating. There are visuals that I think about to this day about this film. It's important to note that on the inception of this film, it was supposed to be a miniseries. I do believe it would have been better if it had been a miniseries, but... There's a lot to like with Mulholland Drive. There's also a lot to dislike, I would say. <laughs> um, but I always find myself fascinated by it at the very least. Um, so Mulholland Drive, have you? I know Corey's seen it because I watched it with him. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen it? I have not. I've seen it. Yeah, I. This movie. Whew. Um, something I do want to say about this movie because. I still don't know how I feel about it because it's such a puzzle box of a movie. You know how like Lynch really hates, um, and as he should, explaining things. But um, I remember like it was. I don't think it did. Or at least I, I forget how the story goes. But I think initially, like public talk when the movie came out was that people just aren't getting it. Um, so Lynch released like a like a short uh, hint sheet that came along with the movie that like pseudo or like somewhat explained some of the things with the movie and it would appear at the back of the DVD box You'd be like okay well here's what this means and he'd give you like clues somewhat explaining the meaning of the movie um I just think that's really funny because now if you were to bring that up any director would sort of like spit laugh on you at that idea, like, yeah, yeah laugh at that of course I'm not going to do that but the fact that Lynch actually gave in in like uh somewhat explain some of it through like a hint sheet is so i mean it's really it's really this is a this is a movie that people have tried to decipher for years yeah i i don't think i've even gotten cl close to understanding what this movie is actually about i, um, I will say this like i love the way the movie looks like the aspect ratio and like the camera lenses and angles and just like that like dreamlike haze all over the movie and even and it's, it's it's all shot with like the and it's it's not like a dreamlike area too it's just like Mulholland Drive like it's the palm trees of LA and stuff it's something about it that's so unexplainably creepy but I guess that extends to everything Lynch has ever made yeah. um but uh yeah this movie is just it's a vibe it's a vibe that's all I can think of yeah I mean like it's obviously one of the best films of 2001 from a critical standpoint um and just from you know if you were to go on Letterboxd people would probably be like you got this pick in, in this movie in the fourth round like because uh, it is such a uh, a legendary film from this year, uh, I guess the, the just the question is, uh, you know, is how you know how will the, how will the rest of us receive it? Because like it it is a very divisive 
film that I feel like you know it had to be picked just because it is so iconic. Yeah. Um, but it it's it's a t- it's a tough one to to figure out where you stand on. I still, even as we talk about it now, I'll go back and forth because I really respect the vision and I sort of marvel at what Lynch is trying to accomplish. But I'm just not sure that um, I can fully grasp it the way. Uh, others have been able to or i can either maybe grasp it is in the works i'm not sure anybody can grasp it but it, i'm not sure if i can submit to it the way others are willing to i, I would agree I, I like even through this debate some i was debating even drafting this but like i think it's just too too iconic and too too interesting of a film to not draft and uh yeah i you know i'm also a david lynch stan which which helps me drafting this film so <laughs> cool on the smear Okay, my next one is going to be my drama. It's going to be Training Day. Training Day, Training Day. Oh my god, I love this movie. I love Denzel Washington. Um, Just everything about this movie. Because see, I always was just kind of like, I saw so many spoofs of this movie, like in like sketches and like things like that. But like, I never really like, like, I never had this compulsion to watch it. And then I finally checked it out. And it's just, like, this high-octane... And I, I just I just love the setup of, like... Imagine you're a cop. And, like, the first... Are you right? Yeah. Okay, first off, A-cab, a- a- uh, of course. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but, but course. one moment, Samir, it imagine... like you were pro-cop. I was going to be... Yeah, but, like, you come in to any job. doesn't have to be cop. But, like, any job. And the guy that's supposed to train you... Is just an asshole, and he's committing all these ethical violations. What would you do? And that's your first day. Um, and I just love that premise of like, oh shit, because it's it's also it's like it's universal while not being universal. Um, so it immediately hooks in anyone who has no knowledge of like these like legal cop type shows or dramas. Um, and I I certainly don't. I don't like procedural type criminal shows, but this or even movies too. Um, but this movie just completely, and part of it, actually a lot of it is Denzel Washington's performance. Um, for those who have seen the movie, the last 10 minutes of his performance, especially Dane, I think has seen it, his, uh, hit me, hit me monologue, or like when he's like, you can't do it. Oh, I think that's like an all time film monologue. Yeah. But yeah, Denzel Washington definitely makes that movie for sure. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, I think that from start to finish, like, because I love movies, and uh, you know, the pr- prime example of this is Uncut Gems, so Corey might like Training Day if he hasn't seen it, but, like, from start to finish, there's never a boring moment. There's not a lull. Like, it starts at the first frame, and then it's on. Like, there's no there's no uh, fluff, filler, anything. It's on until the end, and it's just, like, blood pumping. Sam's giving me the Oscar music, and I'm, yeah, Finish that's all up. I have to say on yeah. it. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, it, is, it is one that I, I consider a blind spot for me. I, I got to see it because I love Denzel and also Ethan Hawke. And honestly, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of just about any early 2000s kind of action thriller. They're, t- they're generally pretty fun, so. This was the uh, final I don't know why movie. I never got on the scene. Yeah, this was the final movie I was trying to cram in before the draft, and I just did not get around to it. So that is not your fault, Samir. That is probably Corey and our fault. Cool. On to Dan. All right, guys. Well, my the drama category it looks like it is running thin. However, I'm gonna go with the musical Moulin Rouge for my mm. for my drama. Um, I mean, I won't talk much about this one, but I mean, Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor are awesome in this movie. Um, it has 
great music, amazing visuals, and I think overall it is just like a very entertaining film, um, and is very fun to watch. And plus, it is one of Emmeline's all-time favorites. So I feel like if I don't say, if I don't put it on my <laughs> in my draft, I might get beheaded. So <laughs> <laughs> that's always a fear of ours. Yeah. Um, I was really trying to watch this also before uh, the draft. I was about twenty minutes in. And those twenty minutes were really great, so I think this is probably a good pick, Dan. Yeah, I got I got roasted by my family for having never seen this because uh, my mom and my sister love it, even my dad. Like everyone said, it's one of their favorite favorite movies, uh, which doesn't surprise me. So knowing what I know about it and about my my family, it's it's like almost like made for them. Uh, which me being the contrarian that I am is probably the reason I haven't seen it thus far. But <laughs> I got it. I know it's another one. <laughs> Yeah, Emmeline, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Emmeline has been trying to get me to watch this for months now, and I I just haven't done it yet. I will one of these days, and I will text you first. But it's it's been on my list, and I just have never gotten to it. Um, All right, to Dane, pick seventeen. Okay, so you have your animated, you have your blockbuster, you have my wild card. So it's a wild card. It's whatever you want. All right, so. It's a little bit of decision making going on right now because, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. So originally I did have Donnie Darko for my wild card, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't have that connection to that movie. You know, I, I I like the movie, but when I think of films from 2001 that have stuck with me, being that I was like four years old, um. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the 2001 Nickelodeon original Jimmy oh, Neutron Boy Genius, which actually works as a blockbuster. It made over $100 million, which is crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, Carl Weezer, he's still around <laughs> in pop culture. Um, and Jimmy... Wait, no, it didn't. You're such a liar. It did not make a hundred million oh i well according to 80 million is still pretty damn good yeah it was pretty good i was wait where did i just see that at oh well i guess i'm looking at wait it came up on wikipedia on the top google page so that's probably more official but i mean it still would have it still makes the definition of our blockbuster but i mean jimmy neutron is a classic i think it really uh was a part of like the the spongebob type really goofy humor that I think really shapes our generation where things are like really taken literally and are, are just goofy and Jimmy Neutron captures that perfectly. And it's a great movie, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a great think, animated film. Besides the SpongeBob film, I think this is oh, probably the second, yeah. this is probably the second best like uh kids show version of a movie. Yeah. Like I think the Jimmy Neutron movie is Honestly, I like no, it, it way more than the show itself. Yeah, like, it's genuinely very good. Yeah. Well, it's it's very good. It's it's like sad, but it's also like it's funny and great characters in it. It's it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, dude, I related to I, it as a boy I watched genius this myself. So so was... drunk. <laughs> I was so so drunk. I watched this freshman year at like uh, I think it was like four a.m. We I got back and someone uh, it was uh, I don't know if you guys you know Jason Cloud Sam. No. Uh, no. Jason was just like, "Hey, you want to throw on a 
Jimmy Neutron? And I'm hammered. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> Stayed up to like 6 a.m. watching Jimmy That's Neutron. That's pretty funny. It's a great night. As you do. It sounds fun. Yeah. Hi, Samir. It is on to you. What is the final thing you have to draft? So I think the final thing I have to draft is my wild card. And Dane completely stole my pick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a boy genius. I will be... <laughs> my wild card that I will be drafting is Zoolander. Um, this movie, I I think it's it's a it's one of those comedies that I it's like a comfort watch. I think Sam used the phrase like a on a rainy day, throw it on. Like for me, uh, when I had uh, FX and stuff like that, it would be Pineapple Express and Zoolander. It's like that MTV thing where all they play is ridiculousness now. Um, it's like Star is the only thing, or not Star's FX. The only thing they played in the movie channel was Zoolander. Um, what's the um, Don't mess with the Zohan. That oh, one they would always and, play that. <laughs> yeah, and then Pineapple Express. Um, ben Stiller wrote this movie, which I always respect when yeah. actors um, try and take some creative control. Oh yeah, and he also directed it. Um, so it, it's it's filled with his brand of humor. Uh, with the fashion industry and all of that, um, I just loved it. Like I, I remember just thinking it was pretty funny and smart, and um, yeah, it was just an entertaining watch. Dude, it was a great year for Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, he was in a lot of shit at this time. Oh, yeah, Zoolander's a lot of fun. Really, I, 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 I really didn't like this. Movie I just, all that much. I watched it for the first time in preparation for today, and um, I thought it was pretty funny. It there are definitely some jokes that are very 2001. Um, yeah, whether yeah. it be in yeah, reference I've, to 2001 yeah, I, I've not revisited in at least 10 plus years, so yeah. <laughs> take it out with a grain yeah, of salt, but it, 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 I enjoyed it there, when I watched some it. Some of the jokes are just too based in 2001 pop culture, and also mm-hmm. some jokes are just uh, offensive. <laughs> but yeah. but overall, like it is very funny. Like it, It's definitely the brand of humor that I love. It's just so outrageous and very irreverent. Mm-hmm. Cool. It is uh it is on to me. I was literally like four million dollars away from drafting the others as my blockbuster. That's the final movie that I have left. I'm really mad that I can't draft that because I thought that was actually a really good horror film. Uh I highly recommend it's also with uh Nicole Kidman. If you guys want to check that one out. And Owen she gives, Wilson. like I'm no, not. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> She gives, like, honestly, like, a Tony Collette-level hereditary performance in this. Like, she is fucking awesome in it. A uh, really good twist ending at the end. Uh, but I can't draft What's that. What's the twist? So... <laughs> I Well, I'm not going to spoil it. You guys haven't seen it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I am going to draft with my blockbuster. Not feeling really set on any of this, so I will draft a movie that I think is very fun, it, albeit stupid, which is Rush Hour Two. Mm. Mm. Like Rush Hour is very dated, I would say. Like it's it has not aged amazingly. A, a big reason for that being just simple race jokes between a black man and a Chinese man. And the, being fa- the, the, cru- the fact that Brett the Ratner of, directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not great. Um, it does have this like it is a very fast paced movie. Rush Hour Two is. Um, I haven't seen it in, in but so it, long. Dude, it but is I, it is Jackie Chan. It is fun. like anything. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, Jackie Chan puts day, his whole heart into everything. Shit, so. Yeah, this was like I mean, this was like a great sleepover movie. Like yeah, I, right? I feel like I I watched Rush the Rush Hour films at my friends' houses all the time growing up. Yeah. Uh, 
probably will never watch them again. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I love them at the time. <laughs> I can't really knock them too hard. Yeah, it's like it's just a fun a fun watch. You know, it's one of those on the TV movies that you watch occasionally. So nothing else to really say. Corey. On to Corey for the final pick of this draft. Yeah, so I'm in a unique position. Whereas you guys were all, well, no, Sam, I, I had, was was locked into his blockbuster, um, and and I'm similarly, I'm locked into taking my animated or foreign film. Little bummed. It's not at all how I pictured the draft going. I came in talking about how, talking a big game about how it's the best year for animation. We're all going to have good animated films, um, and there is one animated film that I'm kind of considering, and I and I could reveal that in a bit. But instead, I'm just going to go with a film that I think you guys all know. Um, I really love. I don't even know uh, if anyone else has seen. I think at least Sam might have watched it. Uh, but it's it's one of my favorite films of 2001. I'm gonna uh, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> that that is it's funny you brought that up. Um, I'm gonna go with The Devil's Backbone and take a foreign film. So uh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I think it's just a, a really really well crafted. Uh, horror film. I put horror in quotes because it's uh, not quite scary. It's actually really, scary. I think, kind of like touching. Uh, but that's how a lot of Del Toro's films are. They're often like surprisingly moving and emotional, despite operating in in like the realm of horror. Um, and I just really love this movie. I think it it's really well acted. It's really thought provoking and how it sort of merges like a like a political conflict uh, with a ghost story. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just a really really big fan of it. It's it might be my favorite uh, Del Toro film, probably behind The Shape of Water, because uh, you guys know I, I feel very strongly about that movie as well. A little, I don't think it's going to help me too much in terms of this draft, just because I don't know how widely seen it is. Uh, but I am I am very fond of this movie nonetheless. Yeah, so I think I am probably the only other person to have watched this film. I was I was pretty mad on this honestly. I um that was just a little slow, and I do appreciate um them doing like a, a historical horror film. I think that's a really cool concept. I guess I just didn't find the characters to be all that like interesting. Honestly, they just kind of felt like a bunch of uh, stereotypes all rolled up into or archetypes is probably a better way to phrase that. Uh, it is beautifully shot, though. There are some, like, really, really cool shots, especially of nature throughout the scene, uh, the movie, that I thought were really beautiful. Um, and I think the ending is very satisfying. Um, kind of, like, Goonies-esque. So, I don't... You got, like, at least, like, the, the art design around Santi himself. And, very like, cool. I think Santi's very cool. character is very, yeah. very cool. Very cool. I think the Santi character is the best character in the, in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, the art design is is really cool. Yeah, like dated in a very cool way. Um, yeah, I, I actually it's a shame because I actually do think both Dane and Samir would really like this movie. I know I need to check. I, just, it out. I know I just feel like it would it would just check off the right boxes for each of them. Yeah, I'm probably the last person to have, that would like this movie of yeah, the four of exactly. us. So, <laughs> so take whatever I say with a grain of salt. But I I was yeah. I didn't hate it, but I I wasn't like blown away like you were, Corey. So that finishes up. Uh, the draft. So we have all drafted our five films now. Um, no, can I ask you, before we before we you know find out the winner? Can I ask a, a quick question? Yeah, of course. Because this is kind of relevant to the, the conflict I was having at the end. There is, uh, were there any films that you guys really wanted to draft that just didn't fit in your board, or just films like films that you considered that you uh, didn't get a chance to select? 
Yeah, I touched on it, but The Others was the only other movie that I would have drafted here. Um, and if I had done it correctly with Monsters, Inc. as my blockbuster, I would have taken The Others as my final pick. But that was it. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, for me, it was it was Waking Life there at the end. Sam even went as far as, for those who are, are listening, Sam even went as far as to type up, type in Waking Life as my final choice because he was so confident I was going to take it. I really thought you were. Uh, it's like I was. It, I was just torn because I think like any like any uh, adult animated film. Um, I think sometimes it just doesn't really. Uh, I just I just think it would go over as well with with you you voters. I don't know. It's, it can just be kind of tough. But that's a really beautiful film. You guys, I think we all know. I I love love Richard myself some Link later. And yeah. the yeah. other one, really quick, that I'll mention is uh is AI artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, I think Spielberg. It's, it's not a. Right? It's not like a. It's not one of my favorite Spielbergs, but it's 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 a pretty cool movie. Uh, with a lot of moving parts that I find really impressive. Yeah, um, for me, I brought it up. Donnie Darko was one of the ones that I, I always fucking had, hate that movie. I'm so song. glad no one drafted. Yeah, I'm actually shocked that it well, didn't that, get picked at all. And that's kind of why I ended up going with Jimmy Neutron. I just thought maybe it would be more appealing to everyone. Um, I also considered Princess Diaries for a comedy. Mm, it's a blockbuster. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then if we did do sequel, the one I had that I don't necessarily think is by any means a great movie, but I think it's an entertaining movie. Um, is is Jurassic Park three? Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about well, that. Well, I mean, yeah, I it would have been for my sequel if I wouldn't have been able. to... I do like the Mummy Returns though, Sam. I actually, I kind of like the Mummy franchise. They're they're not yeah, good, but they're not good, but they're like they're, the they're, they're, they're fun. Jurassic yeah. Park, Brendan Fraser. I mean, brilliant. it's not good compared to like the first one. But if we were go, yeah. I said if we were picking a sequel, it was between that and Scary Movie Two. So I'm sorry. Yeah, Wait, so, and have you guys seen a Knight's Tale? I was kind of sad I couldn't pick a Knight's no, Tale. The Heath Ledger one. Yeah, that's a super fun movie. If I, uh, I honestly might have wanted to pick that as I almost picked that instead of Legally Blonde, actually. Um, but I thought Legally Blonde just had a little more cultural cachet. Yeah. But A Knight's Tale is like, a, if you guys like Shrek, I honestly think there's a lot of overlap there in terms of like, it's like a live action kind of like, you know, uh, like it, I don't want to call it a spoof, but it definitely like sort of it's Shrek subverses on ice, a right? lot of uh, fantasy <laughs> and medieval. Thanks for laughing. Dane is the only I, mean, I missed your joke. It. What was the joke? I said, it's Shrek on ice, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, no, but it also kind of subverts like some medieval tropes, and and Heath Ledger is so good in it. It's a, I, I actually think you guys would like it. It's a lot of fun. Cool. So the way that we're gonna do this is, I think it would be fun if we all on like a three, two, one countdown just said who our favorites besides ourselves. Obviously, we're voting for the others. Uh, said our favorites at the same time. If there's a tie, we will figure it out and cut it. But if there's not, <laughs> okay. um, if there's not a tie, I think it would be fun for us to just announce who we think uh, the best film, the best movie draft is. So I will give us like probably 20, 30 seconds to look this over. Let me know how much time you guys need. Um, and then after that, we will be saying who we think, besides ourselves, is the rightful winner of the 2001 movie draft. Everyone in five, four, three, two, one. Samir. Sam. Sam. Let's go. Oh my oh, God. Sam, you swept it, bro. Let's go. Yeah. I felt really confident about this one, honestly. I like. I think. Wow. I, ju- I think I. You know. You really know how much well. it pains me to vote for Sam. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Let's go. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, he, you guys are gonna regret this. The... 
I already do. I knew, already do. I, I knew I had some years <laughs> vote from the E2 Mama Tom Bien mm-hmm. vote, and I was like, I just got to cater to Dane and, yeah, no, and Corey Sam, now. you your first three movies, I mean, that's... It decided it for me, basically. Um, it, well, it, well, it was it, whenever with between Corey and you, um, a beautiful mind, in my opinion, was is not the better drama compared to E to Mama Tambien after watching that. Um, but yeah, dude, congrats, Sam. As Let's much go. as it pains me, as, as much as <laughs> I hate to say it, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Okay. For me, it was simple as like. Because I looked at everyone's, and everyone's kind of had pros and cons movies I liked and disliked. Uh, but Monsters Inc. is just the best movie up here yeah. for me. So I just, I just went uh, with that. I agree. Nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. Samir, is there anything else you'd like to say about how great I've done today and how much you love me as a friend? I'm so. Sam stole one of my favorite movies of all time. So this is a win and a loss for me. It's a loss because Sam won. It's a win. Because Itu Mama Tambien won, so that's what that's my official statement. Maybe just maybe nice. I will. Watch it now. We'll you, see. you should watch it. You really got to, dude. It's it's so fucking good. It might. This is in it. the running of one of the only films us five, us four have all given five stars for. Because as oh, it yeah. currently stands, and I ruin it. Let's see. Yeah, you're definitely not going <laughs> to give it five stars just based on that. You'll give it a four and a half star and be annoyed. I will watch <laughs> this film by this Mexican director if uh, Dan Smear will watch my film by a Mexican director, The Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone. Yeah, I will watch yep. it. It's good. It's, watch it. You guys will like it. You guys will certainly like it. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not making a claim that it's you're going to give it five stars or anything like that. But uh, I think I I don't know. I just I just think it'll kind of scratch exactly what you're looking for in a film. I don't know. I, I really think it'll. Tap right edge. into it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, as the host and winner of shut up. Finally, year, after after is, all those losses, this is my first win out of twenty attempts. I was going to say now on this podcast. Oh my now God. we just yeah, won't. So we just won't hear Sam complain anymore. No, actually, I take I it know. back. He, he wait. You definitely will. <laughs> I'll find something. Um, so yeah, now Samir is the big loser of the podcast. It all feels good. Uh, it's all film and games, as they say. Um, <laughs> as they say. Us four. Uh, I am it's Sam. It's all film and games until Sam wins. Yeah, it's all film until and games Sam until wins. Sam wins the 2001 movie draft. Good job, Sam. Everyone's very yeah, happy. Yeah, this is our last episode. Sam, uh... Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is the season finale. Yeah. Okay, well, I am Sam. Uh, if you guys don't know who I am, I just won the 2001 <laughs> movie draft um, by a big sweep, three to one. wasn't very close. I would have voted for myself too, so it probably would have been four. Anyways, <laughs> I am joined by three people who did not win the 2001 movie draft. Their names are Samir. He got one vote. Dane. He got zero. Corey. You can guess it was zero. Okay. So thank you for listening and good night. Janice Joplin signing out.